Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm presenting Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne. And I'm with Michelle Mountain, who's the Program Manager of the Centre for the Centre of Contemporary Photography in Fitzroy. And uh, welcome to the program. Thank you, Stephen. It's lovely to be here. Uh, I'm very excited about this interview because I adore photography and it's very rare that you get to talk about photography anymore. Um, it's sad because there's so many great photographers mm. and you're involved in putting together a um, an exhibition at uh, in Ballarat in August. Yes, um, for the Ballarat Photo Biennale. Um, it's sort of, for anyone who hasn't been there, it's a, an incredible collection of exhibitions, photography exhibitions that take over the whole of Ballarat for the month of August and September. And this really is quite an extraordinary selection of people that mm. you've got included in this exhibition. Um, you've got Robin Beach. Yes. <laughs> Bruno Benini, Noe Senders, Nancy Hall, Prue Stent and Honey Long. What brings them together in the one room, which will be the Minerva Room, Minerva Room in Ballarat, the Ballarat Mechanics Centre? What brings yes. those all those great all those. talents together? Because Robin Beach is very different from Benini. Mm. It is um, quite a varied selection of artists, um, and I think I, I wasn't trying to um, create an exhibition that was a comprehensive overview of fashion photography, but there is um, a bit of a historical um, stepping stone from artist to artist. So um, if we start with Benini. Yes. Bruno Benini, who passed away in 2002, I believe. Yes. Um, um, so here's actually um, how the exhibition first came about. Fiona Sweet, the director um, of Ballarat Photo Biennale, um, approached me about curating a show and said, oh, we have this opportunity to work with this incredible collection of Bruno Benini's work. Um, would you like to do something with it? And um, I just jumped at the opportunity to work with a collection um, and also because his widow, Hazel, um, is still alive and is just this amazing wealth of knowledge and incredible to talk to. For people who don't know Benini's work, and I yes. think everyone does, who lives in Melbourne at least, he photographed uh, glamorous models in the yeah. 50s, people like Maggie Tabra, Diane mm. Masters, always in, you know, in amazing positions. Mm. Tell me a little bit about his work and what are the images that you think people would have seen that um, resonate with people? Well, um, I, I mean, his work, I think, is incredible because he sort of went, stepped away from the traditional static um, fashion photography at the time and, and sort of embraced kind of strange poses and quite extreme poses, um, amazing setups. There's um, one of my favourite shots is, um, which is quite iconic, is the shot of um, a horse that has just come to a halt in front of the camera. Um, it looks like he might be seconds away from trampling the photographer. Who's Bruno. Who's, who's Bruno. <laughs> and uh, there's a... Um, gentleman on the horse and in the motion of the horse stopping he's um, pulled a female model up by his side and she's sort of mid-air flung out to the side in this amazing outfit um, and it's just sort of an incredible concept but it's just an amazing feat to it was early off. 70s or 1970s yes that's right yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then they also, uh, he really did grand locations very well. Um, and uh, there's sort of a, a lot of, he shot a bit in Rome. Um, sort of, he's originally from Italy and there are these incredible um, fountains and uh, beautiful girls and amazing ball gowns and these sort of picturesque idyllic settings um but then he also shot quite a few of the gowns of the year called Ludlow yeah um and a lot of them were at the National Gallery of Victoria and um I really love his shot of Catherine Patchell um in front of um the banquet of Cleopatra which is just one of my favorite paintings in the NGV she almost looks like she's part of the scene that she, she stepped out of the scene she does yes she um i think he just paired that dress so well with the the painting and i, I think there is sort of this play of the banquet happening behind her and she could just be a part of it um and yeah there's sort of just this glamour and um finesse and knowing how um particular um, Bruno was, you know, sort of how much work went into that setup. It's not just a, a snapped photograph. It's a really thought out. Because Hazel image. came from art college in New Zealand mm. and she worked, she kind of set up a lot of the shots yes. and the ideas. And really it's, um, I mean, we, we say the photographer's Bruno, but it's quite a collaborative relationship that they had. And Hazel was really sort of the stylist and, and sometimes the art director and they would, I mean, it sounds like they had a wonderful working relationship um, and creative intellectual connection and um, yes, just she used to style things immaculately for him and her stories about that are, are often um, just so fascinating and funny. Well, I was very privileged to interview Hazel and it was mm. this lovely how photos came about. You mm. know, it wasn't just garments were thrown into the studio no. she actually went out to the collections and decided mm. and the other thing she told me which was very interesting everything in at that time was done on spec so even though yes. everything was published and the, all the people she worked with but she said well it was a bit of a risk but we had mm. to tell a story mm. you had to really grab them and i i think that's what you felt um or you f you still feel with Bruno's work is is there's a story happening and when I was thinking um, you know gosh Bruno's my starting point what you know what do I say from here I I thought a lot about um, you know documentary practice is is very focused on the the truth that photography tells and I think um, fashion photography almost in a glorious way moves away from that and thinks about our imaginations, our desires, the fantasy, um, the dreams we have and, and sort of just embraces the potential of photography to tell these stories and create whole new sort of realities. The other thing with Bruno and the other photographers mm. is that they kind of document the time. Mm, you actually, they do, You yes. actually remember a period through their lens. Yes, So his do. work from the 70s is quite different. Yes, Um it is quite different, and it's really interesting to see his work from the 70s next to Robin's work from the 70s. And Robin Beach, unfortunately, passed away mm. um, recently, a mm. wonderful photographer. Tell me, what was it about Robin's work? Well, how did you react when you first saw Robin's work? You probably have known about it for a short time, <laughs> yes. but she is quite um, extraordinary. She she is. I um, 
I I think again what really struck me about her work was the storytelling and the setup and in one image um you know the makeup the styling everything's been thought through to say something and it, it's a uh, challenging um you know it's alternative culture it's challenging things it's challenging identity and gender and cuz she was big in the late 70s early mm, 80s 80s yes and um yeah, and I, I just, the experimentation excited me in her work, really. Um, just, again, I think through that lens, um, you know, the title of the show is Reverie, Revelry. Um, and that whole idea is um, Reverie, which is the dream, and then Revelry, which is this playful experimentation that they're all sort of working with. I think the thing with Robin's work and with um, Bruno's, and correct me if I'm wrong, is just when we look at Robin's work, just the the work and time that went into uh, producing mm. an image. I mean, mm. she'd spend a whole day with artists for day. one image. Yes, and I think... Um, <laughs> Sometimes it's really undervalued the the craft that went into um, just setting up those images. They're not um, a street photograph. That's a completely different skill, which is capturing, being able to capture that essential moment. But they've created something completely new and used photography as this vessel to kind of communicate it. It's because incredible. Robin worked with people like Xander Rhodes, uh, mm. Vivian Westwood. Uh, she really, I think with Zandra's, in Zandra's case, she really put her on the map again in the early 80s. Yes, and their collaboration is is beautiful. Um, you know, to see these images of Zandra and the, the posters she used to create for her shows. Mm. And um, sometimes Zandra's gone and written all over them and, and added some her own. And it really did have this incredible collaborative um, feel. Yes. Um uh, Robin, unfortunately, she did pass away, but her legacy will live on. Mm. Um, I mean, she's collected by major museums, the mm. V&A in London. Um, I think she's her work will become more sought after as we move forward. Um, and who were some of the who were the Nancy Dehol? Yeah, so um, I've paired with Bruno and Robin. Um, what I was really thinking about is how um, the tropes of fashion photography are now being used by contemporary artists and I know we've chatted quite a bit about how Robin really saw herself as an artist not a fashion photographer um, and so um, the other artists in the show including Nancy um, are artists who are using the ideas around fashion photography to express um, something more Nancy um, shot this series in 2007 called MR, um, sorry, not MRI, Metasexuality. And um, she at the time was an assistant to a fashion photographer and really thinking about the implicit codes um, and constructs that are used in fashion photography and created the these works where um, she got a contortionist to come in and she sort of, um, it reminds me a little bit of Robin's work. She did sort of um, this elaborate makeup and then would get the contortionist to pose in these sort of really strange ways. Um, and then she also did these really interesting assemblages um, really constructed assemblages and um, almost they, um, I don't know if we go back to the last image yes. the um, it's almost mm. uh, it could be 
something you'd see in the early modernists like Cezanne or Picasso. Yes, yeah, it's sort of... Um, they're, they're really constructed and sometimes to the point you're not quite sure um, th- there's form there but you're not quite sure what's actually being depicted um, and sort of the the two works we're looking at in particular which is called New Hat, Old Hat um, the, the one distinct pieces are a shoe and a hat and I think there's really a sense of humour there um, and this really lovely um, wittiness going on where you know it's obviously the one image isn't a hat um, but she's playing around with these constructs of fashion and um, yeah the, using them in sort of these surreal ways to explore um, what's happening there and um, Prue Stent and Honey Long who collaborate together Yes, um, this um, Prue and Honey are a wonderful young uh, artist collaboration, and they. Um, I know Prue shoots quite a bit of fashion photography in her commercial work, but they um, have this lovely collaboration which explores um, the female body, gender. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, really fantastic. Um, I think there's almost a, a performance of, in their collaboration where they sort of go out and, and do this photo shoot, but they're using themselves as the models. Um, they're using their bodies in these really raw, raw ways, um, big pieces of material, but then also uh, paint um, and seaweed. Yeah, <laughs> the natural environment around them. And really why I selected um, the works I have of theirs um, is there's a beautiful work of Bruno's um, which was taken at Black Rock of um, Annie Hamilton wearing a, a sports girl um, Simona dress and there's just this beautiful overlap um, between what the model's uh, doing with the fabric and what Honey and Prue are doing with fabric, also the rocks and the sea and the natural environment. It's, it's very much about the context, yes, fashion and environment becoming mm. one, a bit like what Varushka did. Yes, yeah, in it the is. In the 70s. Um, yeah, so it's sort of um, Prue and Honey are, are kind of really I think there's sort of a freedom to their work which I really love and it is it's about the context in the landscape um, and there's a bit of just um, chance I think and experimentation again um, and they really create these beautiful surreal images how look photography is such a wonderful medium Mm. uh, Michelle why hasn't it is it the next big thing? You keep hearing about it in America oh. that photography, <laughs> photography. It, photography is just <gasps> about to explode. Gosh. I've heard that for the last few years. When will know? it really explode? I I don't know. I I feel like photography is this incredibly complicated thing because it's it's the modern form of communication of our times. Everyone you know has a smartphone and is taking photographs every day. It's the most democratic medium, which is the wonderful thing about it. It's, you know, anyone can uh, learn to use it um, and become visually literate in what photography is saying to them. Um, But in terms of photography as an art form, it's sort of strange because it's gone through this traditional struggle of 
being identified as an, an art form. You know, it wasn't recognized um, for a long time. And now there are these sort of swings. Um, you know, last year, I think there were a, a series of really big international just photography exhibitions the NGVs had their festival of photography um, but then they also you know cuts to funding at the same time or um, talk of uh, collection photography collections just being absorbed in art galleries and museums into the contemporary art collections so, so it doesn't get a voice yeah so I you know it seems like um, and even working for a gallery that's um, you know we're solely looking at Photography and and the um, not just photography but video and uh, photo media. Um, it's sort of like we're a bit. At times, it feels like we're a bit out of fashion. Um, people don't want a medium-specific art, contemporary art space anymore. Public, you know, we're publicly funded public space. Um, and then suddenly, it seems like people are turning around and saying photography is really important again. So I just I it my head spins <laughs> when I try to think about it too much, and I I think I just tend to focus on. Um, the fabulous work that photographers are doing. Because we've had amazing photographers in Australia and overseas. Yeah, Um, really incredible photographers. And I think, yes, I think um, it's important that we talk about photography because um, photography isn't just an art form. It we see it every day on billboards in our newspapers um it's infiltrating every part of our everyday lives i think um there's so many more conversations to be had michelle when uh photographers and very creative artistic photographers come Mm. into the center for um contemporary photography Mm. and show their work and that must happen Mm. quite often you must get people coming in uh, showing your work, showing yes. their work to be collected, to be displayed, to be exhibited. Yes. How can you see something that's great as opposed to something that is just fine? Um, well, I mean, uh, that is sort of a complicated I question. I know, it's very complicated. Um, I mean, these artists are all yes. at the top of their tree, but you must um, come across people who just stumble into the gallery and yeah. go... You know, I've been working at this for years. Has well, it happened um, or it doesn't happen? Uh, less, uh, yes and no. Um, our, the way we, um, people don't just come into the gallery and show us their work. We have an expressions of interest process so artists can submit their work. And once a year we sit down um, with a, an advisory committee um, and we sit and we, you know, people donate a day of their time and we go through everything and we discuss, you know, and Naomi, what we can show. Director, and Naomi Cass is the director of the um, centre. Uh, yes, yes. So she's part um, of that. So, yes, yeah, so it's usually um, uh, three of the staff and then um, four external advisory curators or artists. Um, and we plan the programme for the next year, but also, you know, just discuss and think about the work. Um I think oh, it, it it is a tricky question. A, a lot of um, the work, I think there's this idea, you know, a lot of artists are emerging for like 20 years <laughs> of their career. And I think often um, there are people that their work isn't new to you. You've seen it grow 
over time and they're working very hard quietly you and know they've reached a level and in they, their career. yeah and they and they're sort of nutting away at things you know it's not very often that someone just walks into the gallery with completely revolutionary photographic work who hasn't been working at it for a long time and sort of developing it um, but then you know there are really exciting times where we happen across a photographer um, and we do just think wow this person's amazing at the moment we have a German photographer exhibiting in gallery 2 and gallery 3 at CCP um, Andrea Grutzner and she um I think uh, Naomi might have seen her work just from an email, uh, you know, like a an opening invite or an eFlux email, and um, her work is just incredible. I actually um, I brought some photos for you. I thought you'd appreciate with your um, architectural background. They're quite um, amazing mm. architectural images, and um, they're what she's done is um, it's this very personal connection she has to a space um, uh, from the small town she grew up in in Germany but she's used light to completely reconstruct these spaces and um, make them again completely new and create a new sense of them um, and she I think yeah we sort of came across her and just thought it's really interesting work and managed to uh, we very kindly got sponsorship from various places um, including the Goethe which helped us bring Andrea out mm. Yeah, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed Michelle yes. to think that photography in the next few years is really going to take off mm. in, in a greater way every few years I read an article it's about <laughs> to happen <laughs> and I think and people like um uh, you know Bruno and Robin mm. I mean they're so much part of our history they are and yes. really have shaped the way we see things yes they do um, and and I think that's evident in the young artists now who are incorporating those sorts of images into their own work mm. um, hopefully yeah I don't know. <laughs> I'm a bit sceptical, I guess. <laughs> well, look, I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed. Yes. I'm, um, good luck with the exhibition, which Thank is um, on at the Minerva Room at the Ballarat Mechanics Institute. It's starting on the 19th of August and 2pm, and it goes through to September the 17th, and you'll see the most extraordinary images by some of our very finest photographers. So, look, thanks so much for coming in. Oh, thank you, Stephen. It's been a treat. It has been. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you. You've thank been you. listening to uh, Talking Design um, at RMIT University with Stephen Crafty. Thanks again.